You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. The C word with Kalista. Okay, so welcome back to the C word with me, Kalista, where we get to talk to your favorite content creators and find out what makes them so successful. And if I said the words "bro," don't like that, bro. If you are Malaysian, I know you have comics flashing in your mind right now. Today's guest has been putting our thoughts onto paper in the form of comics for like the past 10 years, I think. He's been one of the people that have been in front and foremost of our minds on social media for all that time, the creator of viral series such as this year's COVID Balls. Ernest Ng has had us bursting out with laughter, sharing and retweeting his work while saying, "Oh my god, so true." All year long, and now let's find out where all that inspo comes from. Ernest, welcome to the C word. Hello. What does the C stands for anyway? Well, it can stand for content, it can stand for Calista. Uh you've been you've been called the other C word before, is it? Uh many times. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the things that I want to cover later on because I know like some of your um comics have had controversial kind of responses. I want to start from the beginning. So you've been so consistent, right? You're one of those creators who started out with comics and made it big with comics. So I guess the question is why comics? I guess it's because I really enjoy the medium and I've been a big fan of comics since I was a kid. I like um stories being told in a sequence of pictures. That love for comic has never faded since then. Do you know which was the first comic or the first series that really blew up for you? It comes in stages. I think one of those comic strips that I think that still holds dear to me like, and I really enjoyed making that one was the uh, the Godzilla comic. Uh that one was my most widely shared comic on a global scale. It felt nice to be like, oh, an international artist now. <laughs> so, but in terms of like how did I blow up? I th- I think it, it's gradual like. So, how did it all begin? Like, were you doing comics straight out of school or No, actually, because I was working full-time at a media company. I was working there full-time for a couple of years. On the side, I was doing comics as well and decided to draw comics because I wanted to tell stories and I was actually feeling a bit bored and actually I did it right out of uni like after I graduated there was a couple of jobs that I did before getting into that broadcasting company and I've actually started since then I was uploading comic once a week are you one of those people who constantly is like wait I got to write this down I will usually try to like keep it in my head and when once I get home I'll quickly write it down lah but right now nowadays I actually do have a habit of having a notebook around with me lah to actually take notes in case anything comes up and I will just quickly like you know write down right now yeah i feel like especially now in the day, uh, the age of social media do you feel like you're so much easier distracted you know what i mean like for me i'll be maybe as i'm brushing my teeth right i'll be like oh i got this idea for a video and i'll be thinking about it and then you'll just like rinse and then it's gone you're like i, oh, I had yeah. such a great idea what was it yeah 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 ha- happens really often so when you get a good idea you must quickly write down so to a point that sometimes when i get a good idea when i'm about to sleep i will actually like force myself to like just not just get up write in a notebook then go back to bed try not to get distracted too much because the distraction will come okay and when do you get uh, your inspiration from i know like obviously hanging out with friends and situations that you and your friends get into but a lot of your recent comics are not particularly about friends right so how do you draw inspiration from that and what's the process of coming up with okay. an actual comic if you're talking about covid ball um is actually kind of like very based on news and uh, i'll try to compile all the top news of the week and compile them and try to make a a cohesive story that everything is linked together you know and that's the biggest challenge because linking everything together mm. is like 
trying to fix a jigsaw puzzle that the sizes don't match. So that, that's the biggest challenge. And sometimes like throughout the week when into Wednesday and then you say, okay, I got enough material for this week's chapter. And you re- written everything already. You're ready to go into inking and coloring. You sketch it out already. Then coming Thursday, oh, big news. This thing happened. So and so. Then you have to like, oh, I got to change everything. And it happens very often. It's challenging and it's frustrating at times, but the payoff is very worth it. Because on my side as well, like we do this video. It's also kind of like a roundup of the news of the week obviously entertainment news and we try and get everything settled by Thursday but Friday is the day that everything happens oh, <laughs> so yeah. it's really hard to kind of like yeah should we like push this but then do we have time to edit you know so is there a certain schedule that you follow when creating like okay so every Friday or whatever you sit down and draw and then every whatever day you sit down and do something else is there a, a set schedule to your day during the early days of MCO yes there was but now um, with the CMCO and everything and I'm still going out for video shoots sometimes schedules just get messed around the consistency is gone la, from them so how would you deal with the writer's block well I would do is like, I would actually find find something else something that's not comic or art related or maybe just watch a video go and cook read and do anything that takes your mind off the comic la. I'll go work out that's also one of the other things that I do it's sort of like a reset thing so once you reset, then you just come back to it. And if it still doesn't work, then you just go and find something else to do again. People call it procrastinating. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, yeah, what is the like longest time you've actually done that for? Something it can go on for days. Uh. Yeah, like if I feel especially burned out. Because right now at the moment, also that I'm receiving a lot of requests um, by companies to draw comics for them. So having a lot of jobs from clients also kind of like affects the schedule a bit. You know, they're more time sensitive in the sense where, oh, we need this because the campaign is in this month, then you mm-hmm. just have to draw something out as fast as you can for them. Since a lot of your work is online, I know like a lot of aspiring comics uh, will have this question. So how do you turn the passion and fun into something that can actually earn you a living? Like you say, you have like clients requesting for comics. I'm assuming before this, it wasn't such a a norm for people to do that? Uh, It was, but it has has been around, like people asking for comic posting. It's been been like that for the past couple of years. For new comics, how would they go about letting clients, like maybe approaching clients to, to do something like that? What would your uh, advice be? I guess when you start out your own content, I think the first thing is not to focus on getting clients, I would say. I think it's most important is to get better, uh, holding your craft and putting it out there to be torn to shreds by the public. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that, is, that is something I believe that everyone should go through. Even though it sucks, you know, the feeling's not so good, but... Being a comic artist, I believe it's something of uh, the career that requires a lot of resilience. Uh, and the most resilient artist tends to uh, last the longest. Uh, because if you give up halfway, then the readers don't care. They just find another artist to read. So are you going to be that artist that is always there for them? Or are you going to be the artist that just quits halfway just because he can't take it? You're doing it because you love it. Lah. I'm doing it because I love it. I actually enjoy drawing comics. I enjoy reading comics. I enjoy reading other people's works as well. And there's good content out there. And I actually... and it's freaking awesome to be part of this art, artist community. So I would just advise uh, young aspiring artists, just, just whack lah. Kena school, kena, kena chachi, kena kuto, all that. It's all part of it lah. If you can take it, then you can survive. From a being from a very predominantly Asian family, actually predominant, what am I talking about? I'm totally Asian. 
So it's the, your first hater are your parents already because you say, "Hey, ma, I want to be, I want to draw comics for a living." Your parents are going to tell you no already. So if you can resist your parents, why are you so affected by random people on the internet? You have a very good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would tell people when I go to my signings and I go to gift talks, I always tell my dad was my first hater. I always have this belief that like, whenever someone talks bad about you try to analyze why they talk bad about you and try to see if there's some truth in it so if someone criticizes your work and say your work sucks and all that okay you say i suck is there something that he doesn't like about my work is it like a personal mm. thing or is it like an artistic point of view so you get to see you know try to seek that truth that they believe in and see if it matches with your perspective huh? okay and speaking of that so of course your content is very relatable it's very malaysian and it's very time conscious in a way so it's very like up to date on mm-hmm. current events, but I'd say it can be quite controversial as well, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of the ones that have personally come up on my feeds um, touch a lot on like race, politics, um, mm-hmm. bringing humor to sometimes very dire subjects. So mm-hmm. arguments tend to break out in your comments. I've seen a lot of yeah. that happen. Yeah, it has happened. Um, Do you ever worry about that kind of backlash? since it's quite sensitive topics. Okay, like we always say Malaysia is a very moderate country and I'm, 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 I'm all about moderation. You know, I don't try to go too much overboard. But at the same time, if you feel there's certain levels of uh, hypocrisy and all that and you just want to point it out, yeah, I know you can just say it and it's something that you believe in, it's your principles. Ma. In a way, you just have to see, if you have certain sets of principles and what you believe in, like you believe it's the right thing to say and the right thing to do, then stick to it. In this line, you must be always brani buat, brani tanggung, is what people say. Mm-hmm. If you say something wrong, own up to it and just say, yeah, this, this was wrong. Have you ever I mean, were- encountered someone who gave you any negative feedback or anything like in person? People that I know actually tends to do that more often. They, they think they have they are entitled to say something that nasty to you. No matter how much you progress, there's always going to be these people. It's just, are they saying it to you? Are they saying it online? Or are they saying it behind your back? Yes. Unfortunately for our line of work, you see a lot yeah. of things online in your face. What, what you say is true. You just got to kind of ignore it. Take the positive yeah. out of it if there is any. If not, just carry on with your life, you know? Yeah. Okay, and of course, your comics are on all different platforms. Are you on TikTok? No, because I haven't figured out how to efficiently make uh, comic videos. And uh, TikTok, I think it's a very fast-moving platform. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure how I'm going to translate the comics into TikTok at the moment, but we'll see how it goes. Lah. Okay, but you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So which is which would you say is the best platform for your comics to get seen? Sometimes I post in all three platforms. And then let's just say, example, Twitter is the one getting the most traction. Or sometimes I post Instagram, Instagram is the one getting the most traction. Or I post on Facebook, Facebook is the one. And different comics, different places. So I'm like, oh, it's very yeah. hard to gauge. That's why I would suggest for aspiring comic artists, just like if you have all these platforms, just put everywhere. Lah. Because I feel like all these platforms, they actually have different demographics. And how long does it take for you to come up with like a single comic? For instance, from the idea, the storyline, to draw, to publish. How long does that take you? Depends on the comic that I'm making. If it's just like a one page, two days. But if it's like 10 to 15 pages a week, oh, that would take one to two weeks. Uh. Which part yeah. of the process do you find the most difficult for you? Like, is it coming up with the actual story? Is it the drawing? I would say it's come in two different phases. When it comes with the thinking of the idea, 
that one is mentally most difficult. Physically most difficult is inking and colouring. So I guess that's your least favourite part of the whole process? There's no least favourite part. Lah. You know, it's, it's just the, the tiring. Lah. I would just say it's just mm-hmm. tiring, but I don't hate it. Because if you don't enjoy the process, it's going to be really, really hard for you to like come out with something. And of course, you, you just uh, mentioned like you, you putting out your books, right? So how do you decide which content to publish online and which to save for the books? This one, I actually don't really plan. <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like whatever I put, I draw and I feel like I just want to post online, just post online. Lah. When you just post, you draw something you want to post online, just post online. When I release the book, then I will feel like, hey, look, since everything's online already, I want people to feel that it's worth their money. Mm-hmm. Then I'll draw, I'll do extra stuff, lah. I draw extra content especially for the book so people won't feel like everything online why do you need to buy the book so usually in the book I will actually have only book exclusive content people who really want to support the artwork will get extra stuff so it's fair for everyone so this is a question that I've asked a lot of other different creators of course you are the first comic artist that I'm speaking to so I'm wondering if it's the same when you do client jobs Mm -hmm. can it get tricky with um, what the client is requesting because it like drawing a comic is not exactly the same as putting out a video or posting a photo, right? Okay, because I've um, been both sides of that content format. It's really different. I mean, the, the, the effort put in is still massive lah, you know, on both sides. But for comics, how do I do it is usually, I'll try to propose it in a way that how I would write the story and I tell them this would work in this way. And I will try to stick to it as hard as I can and we always try to meet a middle ground because I know clients want their products and things to be featured in a certain way I will let them know that this is my style and they already have to understand that when they engage me but how the the, the message has been delivered let's say in terms of the dialogue in terms of the caption they want to change yeah I'll let you have like control on that it's actually kind of like applies the same as videos lah. you know when you deliver a line then it's like oh you have to say it like this then like, okay lah. have you ever had to deal with um very difficult clients when it comes to your comics and um, how how have you dealt with that those clients i mean there was this client that i already sketched the comic already because i have like a set of rules when i do my comic so once it goes into sketching phase usually i'll tell them that you cannot ask me to change the idea already because you approve the idea once I go to sketching it should be that it gets a little frustrating but I'll tell them that look the drawing is still the same if we can compromise maybe we change the dialogue to fit more of your angle so I'll just change the the, the text instead of having to change the whole drawing mm-hmm. which I try not to because the drawing part is like I said like tedious some clients has been quite accommodating in that sense actually all of them have been so I'm actually quite thankful for that so usually if you do client projects like that is it more to you draw it for them and then they will do whatever they want with it or it's you have to publish it it depends actually I would prefer if client take the comic and put it on the platform Mm. then they will get the engagement they can check the analytics all by themselves you know and I don't have to like always have to like compile a report for them at the same time also is to make my page not look so much like an ad page so I'll just try to keep that to a minimum so usually I'll tell the client that I would rather you put it on your page uh, but if they really want to put it on my page they say they do, they do not have a very strong social media presence then okay sure we can put it on my page I feel like the clients that give you okay these are the guidelines you have total creative agency. Do what you want as long as this is in there. You have tagged us and I don't know, maybe this line is said or whatever. Those yeah. are always the best kind of campaigns that you can do and also always yeah. gets the most engagement. Yeah, because mm. people come to my page is because they want to see my style of humor. Ma. They don't <laughs> want to come to my page to see a straight up ad, a hard sell ad. 
because that's not what they come in for. So as long as client can understand that aspect alone, then it's very beneficial for both the client and the creator himself. When I started this podcast, it was meant to be more of a hopefully informative platform for aspiring um, content creators, no matter like comics, videos or whatever. But I, I feel like since I've been talking to everyone, I feel like it could also be very educational if clients also listened to the creator's point of view because yeah. I think across the board it's been it's been very very similar every creator will feel the same way la. They, they create because they believe in their creator that's what that's why they create ma. Mm-hmm. just think of it and this analogy I think is very simple imagine you're a baker you know people come to your bakery because they're going to buy a certain type of cheesecake that you make and people like line up people come to your bakery to buy this cheesecake and so this one particular client look I want you to make this cheesecake, but I want you to make it my way. But the, the difference is he's not eating this cheesecake. He's going to take this cheesecake and he's going to give it to his friends and say, you know, this is your cheesecake, mm. but I have put my recipe in it. So when people eat, you like, doesn't taste the same one. This is not his cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah, but I bought it from him. So you see where it doesn't gel well, where, where the weird thing is going, because he comes to you for your cheesecake, but he mm-hmm. wants to do it his way. So whose cheesecake is it in the end of the day? Yeah, I think that's something that, that happens a lot as well. And in, in fact, I've gotten um, once this comment as well. It's like when clients engage you for your platform, they expect a certain level of engagement or a certain yeah. whatever like they're expecting, right? But then if you force too much upon it and you cannot be yourself, and then when yes. when the video or the like photo, yeah. yeah, and then the engagement doesn't hit because your your followers don't connect the dots between you and this yeah. creation. It feels very yeah, it feels disingenuous, uh, and Or it, they've never like... tried your cheesecake before and they're like, mm, yeah, I won't go back there because it's not nice. Yeah, it's sort of like if if it's being forced to you too much, then you kind of like actually hurt yourself, like. As creators, I think we should really try to avoid that from happening, and hopefully, mm-hmm. clients can like you know. Find a middle ground with the creators. So before I let you go, going back to those who probably look up to your comics, look up to your page, bro, don't like that, that bro. What, how did that even come about, bro, don't like that? Uh, okay, bro, don't like that, bro. It's actually a catchphrase that, it's not a catchphrase. It's like a phrase that one of my childhood friends used to say a lot. And it just so happened because uh, when I started off this uh, Bro Don't Let La Bro comic page, it's about the five of us and we all live in one house. So this is one guy. He used to have a very controlling girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and sometimes we just like, hey, you, then you don't join us. Huh? We go, hey, without you. Lah. And then he would just say, Bro Don't Let La Bro. <laughs> And it was like he's he's it he was like he says it so often. He just like I had no idea what to call the comment. Okay, I'm just gonna call it bro, don't like that lah, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then that became your identity for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's a mouthful, lah. Some people like you know they pronounce it wrongly and all that, but you know it is what it is, lah. Sometimes I still regret, like I said, I should have come up with like, a more simpler title. You know, that's actually a good lesson as well to uh, aspiring yeah. anybody. Like, think of the name first. I always say this about um, musicians because, of course, on air, like I'm constantly googling like all these singers, all these bands, and everything, and some. Mm. You just can't find information on them because the name is so generic. It could be anything. So yeah. I'm like, how do I talk about you when I can't find what you're doing? <laughs> so I think that's uh, like a, a, an important point. <laughs> but yeah, so for people who look up to bro, don't like that, bro. Um, what is your advice for those who want to follow in your footsteps? Since you do say like earning a living out of comics is definitely possible, right? Well, my advice would be don't be lazy, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, to put it, that's a that's a very simple way to put it. I mean, most I think most important, you really have to enjoy doing it and do it because you enjoy doing it. Don't don't do it because like, hey, I want to be like him. I want to make a living from comics. I mean, yeah, I mean, every single aspiring comic artist wants that. Your motivation has to come from you. It cannot be some general blanket statement that everyone shares. For me, it was more like I just want to kill boredom back then. Like, I was bored. And also at the same time, I want to embarrass my friends with the stories. So <laughs> it's kind of a messed up reason during that time. I was like, yeah, I just want to embarrass my friends. That was my sole objective. But eventually it came to a point that I actually enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I actually enjoyed the process of drawing. I enjoyed the process, the process of creating a comic piece. Your, your intention, your intention, your motivation have to come from the right place. If, you want, if you're just doing it to be rich and famous and all those that, it's going to be really hard to mm-hmm. keep you going if you always focus on that. Focus on yourself first. Focus on your content. Focus on um, becoming better every time when you release something. And just just release it. Just release it out. I have people who like, hey, nurse, I want to do a comics, you know, but I'm so shy to put my, my stuff out. And I'll just tell them like, well, put your stuff out. And I can tell you for sure it's going to suck. But don't worry. From the wise words of Jake from Adventure Time used to say that the first step of getting good at something is actually sucking at something first you gotta suck at something before you get good at it right i feel that everyone should be able to like embrace just suck first uh. suck at it first uh. it's okay uh. and of course there'll be people who just like that like you know make fun of you because you're trying something new like oh noob you know oh you suck yeah we all gotta start somewhere all right well thank you so much for talking to me i think that will help out a lot of um you know aspiring comics a lot and yeah. we're looking forward to the next um episode next Chapter, episode, chapter, chapter, whatever works. But also, I just want to say, if I said anything that offended someone out there, or you know, it come out, it come across as not so good nature, or I sounded salty, I apologize. Uh. I mean, we're all human at the end of the day, so. Yes, yes. The C word with Callista.